Hey there, ACC fans. It's your boy, Kenton Gibbs. And obviously, you see a face that's very different from Kansas School because it's just as pretty. You're my man, Theo Dorsey, <laughs> in the building, repping for West Palm Beach. We are going to talk all types of ACC ball, and we're going to dig into the Florida ACC team, Florida State fans. Y'all say we disrespect you? Well, we got a Florida guy in the building. Theo, you ready <laughs> to get into it? I'm ready, but look, don't put me on that line of defense for Florida State. Don't, don't make me the lone <laughs> man. That's got to defend the nose. But whatever you want to rock with, let's get it. <laughs> All righty. Well, let's do it on today's episode of Locked on ACC. You are Locked on ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. First of all, let me get started by saying today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. And that's why LinkedIn jobs is the place to be to help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions do apply. My main man, Theo Dorsey. How you doing, big time? How you feeling, man? Feeling good, man. What is it like uh, about a month removed from ACC kickoff, our, our annual reunion? You know, hey, like, hey <laughs> listen, listen, you know, it, it's always a great time seeing you out there. But we're we're only a week away from actual ACC kickoff. We're a Come week on. away from strapping them pads on. It is about to be time, man. So, Theo, I got to talk to you today because there were so many predictions that came out of kickoff and all that. Obviously, the, the voters took their votes and they did their thing in terms of where they predicted who to finish and all that. I want to talk to you about who you believe, because, again, the, a lot of fans said that we were disrespecting the Florida teams. We weren't showing the Florida teams no love. So I said, OK, let's get a Florida guy to build. Let's get a guy <laughs> who sees these teams up close in person. He's been a cat. If yep. anybody is boots on the grounds, it's Mr. Dorsey. So please tell me in terms of this ACC situation. Do you think it's Clemson, Florida State, and everybody else? Is it Clemson and everybody else? Or is this thing wide open? You tell me what we got going on. Well, first off, you brought up the voting. I do have to pick a bone with you because I wonder if you were that one media member that gave NC State that first place vote. <laughs> like, look, I've been sent on an investigation. I, I know you got ties. I know that's your school. Just before I get to my answering, is that was that you? So, so. Uh, I did not have relations with the nod, but seriously, <laughs> seriously, I will say this. I will say this. it was not me that casted that vote. It okay. was not me that cast the NC State vote. It wasn't me. And I will say this. There were multiple members of the NC State media there. However, when I asked around on my own event, because I wanted to know who did it, yeah. I know exactly who cast that vote. And it is not a surprising source. It's not a surprising source. Okay. But I know who casted the vote. We're not going to out him today. I just was making sure it wasn't you because I didn't want to be, you know, tied up in anything with the guy that made that vote. Uh, I want to be with a sane mind right now. No, no disrespect to the Wolfpack. I would have had, I would have given myself the Stephen A. lay off the weed talk. I, yeah. I, I respect <laughs> NC State. And, and here's the thing. If you if you were to tell me, is there a universe where NC State wins this thing? Absolutely. It's possible. But if you were to tell me, Ken, you got to bet your house on somebody to do this thing. I'm going with the team that's won the last, what, four, five, six? The last one was a down year, and they yeah. ran away and won the, the conference championship game by about 20 points? Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Clemson, they've won seven out of the last eight ACC title games. I mean, I know Florida State has 
all of the hype around them as the new team, the up-and-comer, the squad that's going to get it done. I love Jordan Travis personally uh, as a guy that's here in West Palm Beach. He's a West Palm native, Heisman hopeful coming mm-hmm. into the season. It's just, like you said, like every time it feels like there's a lot of hype around the team going into the season for the ACC, every time it feels like uh, there's that uprising contender since Clemson's taking the reins, feels like we always get disappointed in the end. Like, it feels like it always goes the Tigers' way. So it's hard to pick against Clemson. It is Clemson versus everyone else. If anybody's going to do it, though, it won't be the Wolfpack. It certainly won't be the Canes, and the Knowles have the clear shot to make it happen, right? No, no, I'm going to say this. If they're the new kids on the block, then then Travis must be Donnie because he's he's a star in this thing, right? Yeah. He's a bona fide superstar in the making in, in terms of the ACC. And so with that being said, let's kind of get into the predictions for the individual players, because in terms of player of the year, many people are looking at Florida State to sweep. They're looking at Jordan Travis potentially as offensive player of the year, second place to Drake May. Drake May is the guy. He's the golden boy. He's the one that's backpacking Carolina to wins, even though every game is seeming like it's going to be a race to 40 for them. And then you've got on the defensive end, Again, the possible sweep with Jared Verse being the guy. Possible. That, I feel like Jared Verse is walking away with this thing, right? Like, am really? I out of really? Okay, he, I understand. I understand. He's he's clearly the best. Obviously, he has to produce on the field, but I can yeah. see him leading the league in both tackles for loss and sacks. I mean, and another thing about Jared, he's only getting better. Like yeah. he came into college as what a tight end. Yeah, yeah, it, and and he's bulked up so much from last year. I saw him at uh, ACC Media Days, and I remember. Last year when I watched him play, I thought, man, I, he was playing against LSU. And I thought to myself, who is this skinny kid that's standing up their tackles in the run game? This is impressive, but he's bone thin. They need to feed that boy something. Do they not have food down there in Tallahassee? What's going on? And now he's that frame is filled out. He looks like he belongs in the trenches now. So He said he added, like, what, 10-plus pounds this offseason. Mm-hmm. And then he doubled down on that by saying that I feel faster. Like, a, a dude that was already dominating at that level, he's still kind of learning the, the technical part of the game, and mm-hmm. you know it better than I as a former defensive lineman, so I won't get yeah. into the trenches talk with you, but I can tee you up for this one. If he keeps adding to, like, you know, his, his, his ability to use his hands, his ability to use oh, more absolutely. speed off the edge, like, sky's the limit for what he can do this year, and Florida State has a good defense that he's, he's not going to be out there doing it by himself. He could easily lead the league in tackles for loss and sacks, and really be a game changer, maybe wreck a game or two that they weren't, weren't going to win and, and make something flip. Like, I love the fact that they have the competence around him, and then he's just a freak that's only getting better. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm going to say this in terms of – so first thing first, right? If if you're talking to me about offensive player of the year, I Drake May is going to have to have an offensive player of the year type of season if North Carolina is going to make a bowl game. And I mean yeah. that. I mean, not very gen- if you hear the things coming out of North Carolina's camp in terms of their defense, it's extremely concerning. It's extremely concerning. I'm the, the stories that are coming out are bad, but Mac Brown coming out and confirming those by saying, hey, our our red zone defense needs to get better. We our inability to stop the run is not good. Mac, what are you doing, brother? You're, you're scaring us. You're scaring the folks. You're scared. You know, we're, they're a little terrified right now. They're a little terrified. We're trying to get on board. <laughs> exactly. But let me tell you, everybody told me that I was wrong for having UNC as low as I did because I haven't put UNC higher than about five, six. And everybody said, oh, it's because you're an NC State guy. And I'm like, I'm a defense guy. Yeah. Defense and run game travel. Defense and run game last late in the season. Defense and run game work in any weather. 
Now, don't get me wrong. Drake is dynamic. He can do it all. There's there's not a single thing I would ask for of a quarterback that Drake can't do. Yeah. But Drake ain't out there covering nobody. <laughs> Drake can't fill a hole. Drake can't set an edge. He is not responsible for not nary a deep third. And so with that in mind, I'm okay with a bend but don't break defense. If they're going to be unable to stop the run, as long as you can win the battle when you get into the red zone and the green zone, red zone being the 20-yard line and in for the mm-hmm. defense's uh, end zone, green zone being 10-yard line and in for when you do pin them deep. If you can win in those two areas, you'll be all right, even if you're bad between there, sure. But if the red zone defense is bad and you can't stop the run, um, you know. But It's going to be a long year. It is going to be a long year. But to speak to what you were talking about with Jared Verse there, I mean, that is the thing that amazed me about him is he's only been playing defensive end for a year and a half, and his hand placement was phenomenal. The thing that I would like to see improve with Jared Verse is his ability to use his hands in the pass rush game, which is insane to think about when you think about his archetype and build as a player. Normally with players like that, you think of, oh, man, he's going to bend around the edge. He's going to do freaky stuff off the edge. But when it comes to setting the edge, that's where he needs help. That seems to be one of his strengths. So, you know, that's a that's an absolute moment where you kind of look at him and you say, that's why he's going to be a top 10 pick. And and I want to get back to the team for just a second right after this break, because trust me, when it comes to getting the job done, you yeah. talked about Clemson getting the job done in terms of ACC seven to the last eight times. We have to discuss something that I think is 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 something that's a head scratcher for me. It's something that it, it clears the path for them going forward, but we're going to talk about it in just a moment. But before we do, I've got to talk to you all about LinkedIn jobs. Folks, in today's game, every single hire, if you're a small business, can seem like it's the world-changing deal for you. Trust me, I'm a recruiter for startups. I have actually used LinkedIn jobs myself, posted a free job and got a hire out of that. I'm vouching for this product as a first-hand user. LinkedIn Jobs does an amazing job of getting your jobs in front of the best and most qualified candidates right away. They do so by giving you access to over millions of accounts of people who are specifically tailored to your job. Now, here's how you get the free posting. All you have to do is create a free job post by adding your job in the purple hiring frame of your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. And then you can add in screening questions to make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize those you'd like to interview and hire. Just go to LinkedIn Jobs and you'll find the most qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Now, I want to talk to you about the Florida schools, but before we do, you talked about Florida State being the biggest contender. And I actually thought coming in, I thought Florida State had a good shot. But one thing happened. Uh-oh. One thing happened. And it's our people. It's our folks. So, Theo, we got to take the blame for this. Oh, man. The Associated Press put Florida State as the sixth best team in the nation and ranked Clemson as the eighth best. Now, for all the woe is me, the the national media hates us, they don't believe in us talk, that Dabo Sweeney is already a master of. I mean, he's the savant. He is the the Oppenheimer of of building up that narrative of nobody believes in us. And now they're ranked behind a team that they've beat handily in their last 
you know, last time uh, Florida State Ooh. beat them was 2014 or so. 20 had to be like 2014. I think it was the championship year. And and so and so with that being said, you know, Man. it does does do you feel like that affects Florida State's ability or chances at coming away with the ACC championship here? It it shouldn't it shouldn't, but I think the difference right now is is the, the expectations around Florida State are so much different than they were last year. Like I remember even when they came into Charlotte for ACC kickoff last year, um, it was uh, Jamie Robinson. It was obviously Mike Norvell, Jordan Travis, a couple other dudes. But like they were ticked off. They kind of came into each of the interviews kind of kind of pissed off. Like I can't believe people don't believe in us. We're going to show you what we got. A lot of confidence, a lot of swagger <laughs> out of them before they proved it. And then they went out there and they really kind of lit up the field, like them beating LSU on what was a crazy ending and then flowing through the rest of the season the way that they did. I was at Hard Rock Stadium when they forced Miami Hurricanes into quitting on themselves like midway through the second quarter. Like Florida State and the momentum they had coming off of last year, it makes sense why all the confidence and hype is around them this year. But it does give Clemson a little bit of that edge now that they're not the expected champion as they've been the past couple of years. Like they're not also the dominant force. People are saying Florida state's better. Like, but it shouldn't matter, right? Like it's, sh- it shouldn't it matter, but it feels it, like it will. It shouldn't, but that, that clipboard material, it always ends up coming back to bite you in the behind. Everybody. Even if you didn't make it, even if you weren't the one who made the clipboard material. Now I want to talk about another Florida team because you just talked about that this was the Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, no mas. This was no mas, okay? We saw some no mas out of that game. Yeah. And when we saw um, Miami, in essence, kind of give up, and that was, you know, the moment in Batman where where Bane breaks him over his knee and says, which one will break first, your spirit or your body? It was one of those moments for Miami. The question I have for you about Miami, because we got to talk about all the Florida teams here. Do you think that Miami is – or what stage would you say they're in in terms of the rebuild? Because I think everybody can agree now. Last year, every some folks were in denial. Apparently, it's not just a river in Egypt anymore. A lot of folks were in denial about whether or not uh, Miami was in a rebuild. But I think everybody can agree now they're in a rebuild. Which stage would you say they're in? Would you say this is in the beginning stages? Would you say this is where they're one piece away? Or would you say they're at the end of this thing where it's like they're back? If this was college football of old, this would be the beginning stages, right? They just Mm -hmm. flipped half of their rosters, both coordinators, like six or seven staffers. Like, this is hard to do. Even with the great recruiting class they brought in at Miami with all all of the talent on the O-line, the running back room, a couple receivers, like D-backs. Like, they brought in some talent. But I think in new age college football in 2023 with the the kind of volatility that the transfer portal adds – they brought in some really good transfer guys as well. Maui Goa as a linebacker. They couldn't tackle anybody last year. Getting Absolutely. him right there, sure some stuff up. Uh, adding to the offensive line, two transfers that will be starters that were, you know, high-level offensive linemen and, and Coney and uh, – I can't Matt even – Matt, what? Lee, the, Matt Lee, the uh, center, Matt Lee, right? Yep, yep, yeah, the center Matt out Lee's of uh, UCF. Yeah. Like, it's – at this point, you have to feel strong about the fact that they should be a competent team. They shouldn't be a five-win team. So – that helps them, but I think Miami fans need to lock in on this one sentiment. Like, we were talking about this before we started the show, being where your feet are, right? Yeah, like, yes. living in the moment, enjoying the present. Don't expect Miami to be competing for the ACC this year, right? Don't expect them to beat Clemson or Florida State. Like, a win for Miami this year 
is showing some competence, being better in the trenches, and then winning the games that you're supposed to win, like maybe beating Texas A&M this time at Hard Rock, right? Like that's a, that's a winnable game for you, especially with the new additions you got. And then you still got Tyler Van Dyke, and now you got Shannon Dawson who comes as an offensive coordinator that's going to put the air raid in and let Tyler Van Dyke do what he was good at at the back end of the 2021 season. Like all of the signs are there for Canes fans to feel like, hey, this is our moment. But I think last year kind of cooled the Jets on it. So they're in the rebuild, closer to a stage two. But Clemson and Florida State, I feel like, are still in a league of their own when it comes to the ACC, man. Yeah, and, and that's fair. And that's fair. But for Miami specifically, I I 1,000% agree with you and beat who you're supposed to beat. You're yeah. in that stage right now. If you look at last year, right, that wasn't Ooh. just a loss to Middle Tennessee State. That wasn't just a loss. That was an embarrassment. You were yeah. at home. Middle Tennessee State head coach is a Florida State alum. That was a tough, that was a tough little, you know. The worst part about it, Ken, like if if you flip the jerseys on Middle Tennessee and Miami in that game and it played out the same way, nobody will be shot. Like Middle Tennessee looked like the Power 5 ACC program with national championships in its history, and Miami looked literally incompetent. And, and that is why I'm saying just win the games you're supposed to win. Because yeah. it's not even like you lost that game on like a last second. Like, oh, man, if, if Mississippi State kicker had to make a 60-yarder to beat you, and it, yeah. if you, you live with a 60-yarder, no, 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 no. Those boys were outclassed. They were bewitched, bothered, and bewildered. Just bewildered. getting whooped on. <laughs> on out there. So um, with that being said, I, I agree. Miami – Miami fans, please. And and actually, let me not even speak to Miami fans. Let's talk to the national media for a moment. Don't, don't y'all dare say Miami is back this year. Don't, don't y'all do dare it. say that. I don't care what they do against Temple. I don't care what they do against Bethune-Cookman. I don't care what they do against Miami of Ohio. If you've ever been to Miami of Ohio, you know exactly why I'm saying this about Miami <laughs> of Ohio. You need to win that game by an easy 20 points. An Man. easy 20, with all due respect. To the Red Hawks, with all due respect. But with that being said, this should not be close. And I don't want to hear that they're back if they start off 3-0, 4-0, whatever the case may be. Because, again, like we said, be where your feet are. Be where your feet are. And, again, this ain't to the Canes fans. Because, yes, there are. There's a small sect of delusional Canes fans, yes. Yeah. But the national media is the main ones. And it's not fair that the fan bases for Texas and Miami in particular get the blame when they win two games and all of a sudden – Everybody on yes. Oh, they're back. Everybody, oh, Tyler Van Dyke here. Yeah. He looks so good. They got to be exciting. back. Now. They're back. It, it's something about that you being on that Chiron, that lower third. It's something about having the Miami Hurricanes as a topic of conversation that's exciting. I get why the media does it. The problem is, like, you have a guy in Mario Cristobal right now that feels mm-hmm. like he at least is worth his salt and beyond that when it comes to building a college football program. They have hopefully some continuity going forward with these two hires he made for offensive defensive coordinator, right. not splash hires like last year, yeah, but guys yeah. who it feels like it fits what they need. So there's reason for optimism. Well, let's yeah, just for, sure. for sure. Let's just my, my biggest concern about this Miami team is that last year, the problem was not talent. It was chemistry. They yeah. are bringing in every year, every year. It doesn't matter what Miami has going on. doesn't matter if you're talking to Randy Shannon era, where it was like, oof, this is tough. They still have first rounders. They still have ball players that you were like, hey, that Duke Johnson kid, he's going to be something special yeah. in the league. 
hey, that Benjamin kid, he's going to be a dog at receiver for years to come. Hey, that, you know, there, there's always going to be those types of guys coming out of Miami. That's just the reality. But it's about chemistry, and this is the ultimate team sport. Football yeah. is the ultimate team sport. In basketball, you can bring in one or two guys that if they're, if they're that much of an impact, you're instantly a contender. In football, you need jail. You need mess. You need all those things in order to get some wins. And like you said, Miami turned over about half their roster in terms of scholarship. 40, value, so. 42 players, I believe the number is, which yeah. is insane. An insane and amount you, of turnover. And you only get, I want to say, 82 or 85 scholarship guys. So yeah. essentially half of your guys that were on scholarship, gone. Out the door. Half that's of the not, staff, including both easy. coordinators. Yeah. Yeah, that's not easy. So I'm not expecting much out of this team, but it's not of their own doing per se. We'll be right back to land this thing after a quick word from our sponsors. All righty. So, Theo, I'm super excited to have you on, man, and I, I appreciate you for coming out today. So I think that we can both agree it's Clemson and everybody else right now, but if we had to name a number one contender, if this was boxing and we're saying, hey, who's next up for the crown? The the, the heavyweight bout is going to be Clemson and Florida State is, is what you're predicting here. Florida State's right. They're going to be right there. And you know what I really think is going to happen? I think Florida that? State can beat Clemson early, mm -hmm. right? They can beat them in the regular season. But then when it comes around to the ACC championship game, K Club Nick will be adjusted to the new offense by then. They got the boy wonder and the younger their younger Riley brother yeah, to come in wow. there, Garrett Riley, who who just worked magic at TCU. I think by the end of the season, Clemson kind of has it going and they and they take over in the ACC championship game. I'm gonna tell you something. When you see a Riley brother on that other sideline, whoo boy, if it's, I was just if I was a defensive coordinator, I'm glad I'm already bald. I ain't got no more hair to pull out. You know what I mean? Hey. That's a that's a uh, – I, I like to call that a palms to God game because, you know, when, when you see your coach doing this a lot, you know he he's trying to figure out something, but y'all just don't got the answer. He's searching for an answer. He's searching. <laughs> he just don't got it. So, you know, um, no, but I, I do agree to a certain extent. And, and let me ask you this before we get you out of here. One last question because, you know, Miami is right there and that's one of the main teams that y'all cover. Is – are you happy or is it a good thing that the ACC got rid of divisions? Or is this like, eh, I was kind of happy seeing the coastal chaos and a different team in the chip every year? It's not good for Miami. Uh, mm. it's, it's, it's obviously not good for Miami. But uh, I will say I do like it because it gives the ACC more of a shot to have the true champion every year and also the two best teams in the championship game. This was perfectly designed for this season because we should end up with Clemson FSU. And I can't wait to see what both teams look like at the end of the road. Hopefully Jordan Travis, Heisman contender at that point, hometown mm -hmm. guy here, got a pull for him. But also, you're getting the best two teams in the conference. You can't you can't complain of that. Absolutely. Complain. Now let me ask you this: If there was any coastal team to sneak in there, right, to to tiptoe through the back door into that championship game, who oh, do you think the team man. is? That's. Whew. Um, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. My guys, my guys. I go with Pitt. I go with Pitt because yeah. Narduzzi's defense. With Dracovic, Dracovic behind that offensive line was so bad because you could put Tom Brady behind that offensive line and he's going to look yeah. trash. That, they they had absolute dog water. They had uh, sentient Roombas out there trying to block ACC defensive linemen. But when you give Phil Dracovic a little bit of time, a good offensive line, a tight end like what he has at, at Pitt, and then you combine that with Pitt's defense, 
if I had to pick a coastal team to be in it, I pick them. Pitt's not a bad option. Um, the only problem I have with this is number one, if I were to go, if, if I feel like I would feel like too much of a homer if I were to go with the Canes. I mean, listen, if you feel like they'll be in it, that, that, right. talk your talk. Be so a homer. Be all right here's with what I'm about Miami. Here's the case for them, right? The volatility okay. of the transfer portal. Why not say that these guys actually gel and mesh together? New offensive coordinator. Reports mm-hmm. out of camp are that the receivers, which is one of the worst groups this past year, are looking a lot better. You got Xavier Restrepo back. Tyler Van Dyke was a Heisman favorite at one point last year. Or not yeah. a favorite, but a guy that was, he was in the running. Yeah, he was, he, in, was he was in the running. Yeah. And most importantly, Miami has the trenches on both sides pretty much shirt up if things that work out. That defensive line is crazy. That defensive yeah. line rotation is too deep. It's nasty. It's nasty. So you can, you can see a route in which they beat North Carolina. Maybe they drop one of the games to Clemson and Florida State, but some things shift their way in one of those contests and they get away with one. Like, I can see a route to Miami being that team. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to say it because then I'm falling right into the national media trap. Like, <laughs> you forced me into the trap. Now so, I'm saying the U is back. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, listen, listen. I'm not, I'm not forcing you to say the U is back. But all I'm saying is this: if you look at the coastal as a whole and what they got, I think it's it's tough because when you look at Duke, right? Coach Elko just had one. I of like the, Duke. I like Duke, Duke. And Duke had one of Coach Elko had the greatest start of any coach in Duke history with the exception of Wallace Wade, who the stadium is named after. And by the way, and by the way, that wasn't Wallace Wade's first ever head coaching job. He coached at Alabama before he went to Duke. That was Coach Elko's first ever job as head coach. So that's phenomenal. We got to give him his props there. But the question is, you lost to a Georgia Tech team that had not beaten a ranked team in, uh, with the exception of that one against North Carolina, they had not beaten another ranked team during Jeff Collins' entire tenure. That's yeah. that's a fact about that team. You let a team that replaced their coach off one week. They didn't have a bye week. One yeah. week beat you. And so now it becomes, did you were you a good team or did you just run into a one-win Northwestern, three-win Temple, four-win in North Carolina A&T when the Aggies are normally one of the better FCS teams yeah. in the nation? And then the Coastal as a whole was just dog water. And then you look at UNC and you say, well, Defense is not, not a – there's – you know, you at some point in time, you got to get a stop, baby. Cedric Gray can't do it all, okay? <laughs> he is one man on that defense, okay? He, he can pick a zone. He can fill it. Pick a man. He can check right. him. Pick a blitz. He can do it. He can't do it all. <laughs> and then you look on the offensive side and you say, well, Drake may have some weapons. You hope that the running backs get better. They're t- they have one of the better tight end rooms in the nation. I'll give them that. Okay. And so you, you kind of look there and you say – well, if their defense can figure it out, they could get there. But again, all of these teams have holes. Pitt, running game, uh, Izzy's gone. What are you going to do there? Which version of Phil are we getting? A lot of questions. All these teams have questions. So, with that being said, if you're going to be a homer for Miami, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. You know what I mean? On this show, they know I'm going to get in the dig on North Carolina. If I'm going to do something, <laughs> as sure as the sun rises on the east and sun on the west, I'm going to be quick to tell you hey, uh, that school got academic integrity over there. They got some yeah. of that going on. I mean, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> making guy, sure. Just, also, as a guy that grew up in Texas and wasn't mm-hmm. a Longhorn fan, I'll pick any day of the week to, to hate on Mac Brown. Not not no, oh, yeah. oh, no yeah. Yeah. much love to the to North Carolina and whatnot. But but I will say too, I I love Duke. They had a, a, a really easy schedule last year, mm-hmm. but they're bringing back Riley Leonard. 
dual yeah. threat QB. I mean, he's the next coming of what Daniel Jones, right? Like, <laughs> and, and, and for real though, and they're bringing back yeah. they're bringing back Riley yeah. Leonard and most of their offense. And that yeah. offense was a top fifteen unit in the nation last year. Again, was it the schedule? Was it them? We'll find out. Yeah. But it wouldn't shock me if Duke had another eight nine win year. I don't think it's enough to get them to the championship game though. I think the the really upsetting thing about Duke, if you're a Duke fan, if some of these players were born like a year or two earlier or later, you could seriously be looking at a national championship contender. If Mateo Durant was born mm. just three years later, yeah. remember, do you remember how bad they were feeding Mateo Durant? That boy was averaging like 25 carries a game in 2020. You yeah. know how insane that is? That was you know, I who he was he was carrying that load with everything he had in his heart and soul. But <laughs> Theo, thank you so very much for coming out, man. We're gonna land this thing, but tell the folks where they can find your work before we get out of here. At Theo Dorsey TV on all social media platforms. And if you want to tap in on the radio side, I'm on ESPN West Palm. Tell your smart speakers, play ESPN 1063. You can catch us from any part of the globe, any part of the globe to tap in and hear some good uh, sports coverage out here in South Florida. In the words of Kanye West, stop thinking we local. Come on, homie, we major. We major. He is international. We major out here, all right? Thank you all so very much for coming out, ACC fans. Like, subscribe, share, leave a comment. Trust me, the polls are already up for week one. Mm. Me and Candace talked about this last episode. The polls are up. So go put in your votes. We're going to have y'all vote against me and my predictions, against Kansas and her predictions. It's going to be a triple threat match where all of us are going to walk away with some bragging rights here, all right? Thank you all so very much for coming out. Until next time. Peace.